0: Hello, friends. I'm Vance Rains, senior pastor of First Church Coral Springs. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this is a source of inspiration and faith as you grow in your walk with Christ. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. Happy Mother's Day. Let's write that again Happy Mother's Day. Good, good. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 16. 66 verse 13, it says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There are many verses in the Bible that um, we see that God compar- compare himself to a mother as he tries to convey the meaning of love and care. And so I think it's the greatest tribute for a mother to receive than to see God doing exactly that. Um, I consider it a great honor to uh, be preaching this morning and honoring uh, these wonderful figures of the mothers. Uh, and as I was going through, uh, obviously I'm wrestling with all these uh, memories. Of my childhood and um, one of the things I've noticed uh, here uh, you have pledges for the flag pledges for all kinds of things Uh, in Honduras we don't have pledges but we have a hymn just about for everything for national uh, flower for the national tree for just about everything but one one hymn that came to my mind was the hymn for Mother's Day and one of the parts of that says in the name of mother is enclosed the highest expression of love because there cannot be on earth a clearer image of God. And you know, it's interesting that as a child, when I was singing those, that song, I'm, I never paid attention to it. But as I grew mature, I can now understand the deepness of those words. Um... That being said, uh, in the Bible, we'll see examples um, of women who protect and care for their children. We see examples of those uh, who didn't have children and those who had children and didn't care for them as they should. Uh, We see examples of virtuous women and others uh, not so much. But yet, given these contextual differences, it's incredible that God still chooses motherhood to represent his love for his children. Don't you think? Now, before I go on on my message, I want to acknowledge the fact that maybe among us, there is people who their experience of motherhood is not quite that loving and caring there is also that today struggle with infertility and loss. Uh, amen? I'm one of those. I mean, we, we, when I got married, they told us, I'm sorry, you're, you're not going to be able to have children. And we went through treatments, and we went to all kinds of things. And one day I had to tell my wife, I mean, if God, who is the one who gives us life, doesn't want to give it, I mean, we're just wasting our time and our money and our effort and everything and uh, she said, okay, and then the next month she's pregnant, (laughs) and we pray for one, and God gave us two, because we have twins, amen for twins, right, I see uh, Wes over there saying amen, Um, and and I don't want to give just a cheap excuse, but unfortunately, we live in a falling world, and because of that, some things don't Work quite the way God intended to. However, I'm here to tell you that God's love is still available for you. If that was not your experience, God wants to fulfill you, wants to overflow your life with love, and He can always make things better. Amen? Amen. So based on that statement, um, I know therefore that Today is going to be a great day of celebration for some of us, and for others, uh, maybe not. But wherever you are in that spectrum, I think today is still a good day of reflection. A day to reflect, and maybe even also a day to be restored. Um, a kind of like from this day forward kind of day. You know, it's a, it, when we set goals and we fail on, 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 on fulfilling that goal, we have one of two choices. We just stay there and say, well, we've, we failed. We're not going to go on. Or we say, well, I failed today. I'm going to continue doing it tomorrow, right? Isn't that what we do when, when, when we don't go to the gym today? I say, well, tomorrow is another day. I'm, I'll get it today, tomorrow. Right, David? So... <clears throat> Based on that, I, I, I want to divide those two, like I said, in reflection and restoration. And on the reflection part, I want to use uh, this study. Uh, it's called the Motherhood Study. If you send me an email, I can share that uh, PDF with you. It's about a 50-pages PDF, but has very interesting information. So if you'd if you like, just send me an email. I'll send it to you. But this study was conducted in collaboration with the University of Minnesota, the University of Connecticut, and the Institute of American Values. And their work was a rigorous, large-scale investigation led by a team of social sciences researchers. Uh, The motherhood study featured a survey of more than 2,000 mothers nationally representing a sample reflecting the demographic of the total United States and the population was mothers uh, at least 18 years old, and that they had at least one child younger than 18 years old. And this is what that study discovered. You ready? 97% of that sample of women who were mothers said that they were very or somewhat satisfied with the issues related to motherhood. 97%, 97%, we move on, 93% of them said that the love they feel for their children is unlike any other love they have ever experienced. Let me repeat that. 93% said that the love they feel for their children is unlike any other love they have ever experienced. And 81% of them consider motherhood as the most important thing they do. So, based on my own experience, on my mother and my wife's motherhood, which I always tell my daughters how blessed they are to have a mother like they do, I, uh, these, these numbers are not really uh, surprising for me. Are they for you? Not, not really, right. Now, what it is surprising for me is that these same sample of women, forty-eight percent of them said that they feel appreciated most of the time. I see that you are kind of understanding what I mean when I said reflecting <laughs> that we need to reflect. So just keep those numbers over there in in, in the back of your head. Um, so, this week as I was working, I went to the office asking, So, who, who, who knows who Anne Marie Jarvis is? Nobody seems to know. So, I ask you, Who knows who Anne Marie Jarvis is? I see a hen over there. So, one among two. So, Anne Marie Jarvis is the founder of Mother's Day Holiday in the United States. Well, you're welcome. Um, so, Her desire to establish this day as a holiday, it wasn't really for her, but it was as a gratitude action for her mom, who really wanted to establish this day, not just to receive cards and flowers, but she wanted to use this day as a way to heal the scars of women through the civil war. And so she accomplished this about two years Uh, After her mom passed away, she actually came together and, and, and pulled this off, and that day was established. However, as the time, as the year went by, she grew out disenchanted with the growing commercialization of the observance of the day. So much so, I don't have nothing against cards, but she said, this is her, this is not me talking they said that she said one day that you had to be very lazy to buy others people's sentiments or feelings as a gift for your mother. I'm sorry, Hallmark is not me. Okay? So I have no doubt that mothers love to receive flowers and cars. And uh, as a matter of fact, I have a picture over there of my mom. Sorry about the quality. It's not very good. But I sent him some flowers and she was very, very happy about those um, orchids. Um, however, I think there are other things that they want, that they would like to receive, that they, as just by knowing those things, it will be a gift uh, with a deeper meaning to them. And uh, as I called her yesterday to uh, wish her uh, Happy Mother's Day, she uh, confirmed those things that I'm going to share with you today. As I talked to her, immediately she told me how much she's praying for me, like she's done all the time. And so I would like to share with you that one of those gifts that she will gladly receive will be to know that I love Jesus. By knowing that, I believe that will be a more meaningful gift for her than the flowers that she received. And um, if you hear me preach before, you kind of know that there was a special relationship between my mom and the book of Proverbs. If you haven't heard me before, I'll give you a hint. It involved the belt also. And so... um, (laughs) We have a very uh, close relationship, so I'm going to go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6. And it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So my mom took these very seriously. Now, you understand, this is not a promise. This is a principle. Principle. What is the difference of a promise? A promise, it stands on the one who has promised that. So the promises that God has given us, he stands for those promises. And things will happen regardless of anything because he is the one who stands for those promises. Now, a principle is something that we put in practice and we hope for the best. Kind of like when we study and we go and take a test and we get a good grade, that is a good uh, um, application of the principle. Now, when we go and take a test and we don't study and we do good, that's a miracle, okay? (laughs) So a lot of us are miracles. But my mom, like I said, took this very seriously. And um, I've heard people uh, over the time say that, well, we don't want to pressure our kids to go to church. We just want to let them and th- let them make the decision to go to church. I just want to remind you that nobody chooses what they don't know. Nobody chooses what they don't know. Lampara es a mis pies tu palabra y lumbrera a mi camino. That's the first verse I learned when I was a child. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119 105. And you have to you have to kind of ask, okay, what is the importance of this? And so I have to go to the the beginning of time when God is kind of Shaping the people that is going to be called the people of God in Deuteronomy chapter 11. God is talking to to the people and he said, You shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge and his statutes and his rule and his commandments always. And consider today, and in brackets says, Since I am not speaking to your children who have not known or seen it. Do you understand what it means by that? He's talking about the parents who've seen the Red Sea part in two so that they can walk through. He's talking about all the miracles that as parents have seen God do in their lives, and now they get to share it with their children. That's what I'm talking about. You know, my, one of the things that we talk with my daughters is that the, the faith that they get is what is seen The faith that we put in action in things. So they get a witness of that from our lives. Actually, same, same chapter in Deuteronomy 11, verse 19 says, You shall teach them to your children, talking about the Word of God, talking to them when you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way and when you are lying down and when you rise, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied. Did you catch the space in between nothing? It means we need to be talking about these at all times, anywhere, any every time. So when I was uh, growing up, uh, one of the things that my parents will do is uh, uh, instead of having a lazy kid doing nothing over there in the house, they will send me to my uncle's farm. And I have a picture of my grandma right there. And uh, my grandma was a was a woman who didn't need my mom's authorization to exercise her authority, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And so uh, I will. I had great memories of my grandmother. Um, And others, not so great. Uh, But as I was getting ready for this message, uh, one of the things I remember is that one of the things that I will do uh, with my grandma is every night, she will sit right with me um, in our bed. And she had this Bible that probably weighed like 50 pounds or something. And I will have to read the Bible for her every night. I don't swear, so I'm, I'm not going to say I swear, but I'm going to say I promise you that I never knew until I'm working on this message that all those readings weren't really about my grandma. All those re- readings were really for me. She already knew what that passage said, but she wanted to make sure that I knew. What those passages said. So, number one, she will be very grateful to know that I love Jesus. Number two, she will want to know that I learned the things that she tried to teach me. Don't you all? Again, go to Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. Other versions say some generation curse their father and do not bless their mother. You know, I pray every day that I am a blessing to my mom and not a burden. Because she will want to know that one of those things she makes sure that she taught me is that I'm a grateful person, that I express gratitude to where gratitude is needed. It is interesting that if we were to take a poll today over here, I am sure that most of us will agree that mothers deserve, and I use that word very carefully, but mothers deserve some kind of gift or some kind of recognition in Mother's Day. But my question to you, my challenge to you, don't they do the same kind of work 364 days a year? Every day. Amen. 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 Every day is a day for celebrating them. Let me put it this way. There's a survey that I got uh, uh, from uh, Jim Wilson that says that uh, this survey was conducted to among, uh, among a lot of people. And they say that if they were to win an Academy Award, the first person they will be thankful for is going to be their moms. Now, it's very unlikely that we're gonna, most of us will get a, uh, an Academy Award so, again, why do we need to wait for something of that uh, size to happen so that we can thank them? And I'm really uh, big on celebrating people and, and, and things. Uh, now, in my house, there is a rule. We don't celebrate. We don't go out uh, on Mother's Day on um, uh, uh, February 14 or anything. is the worst day to go at a restaurant. Now, if you already have your reservation, go ahead and do it. I'm going home, and I'm going to eat over at my house. But the thing is, I want to challenge you to be grateful, to be celebrating people meaningful to your life, maybe in, every, in any other day that is not the day designated to be celebrated, that is more about the consumerism. Um, Like I said, today is Mother's Day, and it's it's great that we're celebrating them. But we should get into the habit to celebrate them as they deserve every day. And number three, she wants to know that we are loving and caring. Proverbs, again, chapter 31, verse 28 to 31, talks about the wife of noble character. Now, it's interesting for me that on verse 28, the first thing that he, that he talks, that he says about this woman of noble character is that his children stand and bless her. And then he continues, and he says, and her husband praises her name. That's why I make sure that my daughters understand that they need to be a blessing to my, do- to my wife. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last, surprise, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she she has done, let her deeds publicly declare by her praise." Moreover, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 1 says, A wise child brings joy to a father, but a foolish child brings grief to a mother. So why, why would I think that this will bring any kind of, of joy or, or, or will make my mom feel good about instead of flowers or um, cards. Well, as you know, as we become more mature, we kind of shift the value of things. Things that are in our youth we consider important, when we're a little bit ahead in time, they kind of lose the value, and other things kind of become more and more important. And so I think that by my mom knowing these things, he's going to make her feel accomplished. He's going to make her feel that her life was well invested. Wouldn't you feel the same way? Now, what is it good to reflect on something if we just reflect on something and we're just like, okay, that was a good reflection. If we don't do anything about it, if we don't, if if the reflection doesn't cause us to an action, uh, one of the things I ask God. Uh, uh, some of you know uh, uh, I'm a dentist in my country. And uh, when I finished my dentistry school, I said I'm never going back to school. And then I came here and, and God uh, was already working on my calling and I had to go to a seminary and, and spend like four years, five years uh, traveling back and forth. And I'm like, why, Lord? Why, why did you make me go through all that process to be a dentist, which I'm not now. And I now have to go another study and then keep studying and just studying and studying. Why? Well, Things doesn't happen like in a blink of an eye, right? There's a, there's a, a, a process for things to happen. Uh, there's a, I don't even know how to call it, but a, a, a thing that I read, let, let me put it that way. That, uh, like when children are, 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 are little, uh, especially talking about their, their dad, uh, when they're like four or five years old, they think that the dad can do anything, right? Oh, my dad is a hero. He can do anything. He can fix everything. Uh, that's my dad. But then they're, they're, they become teenagers and they're like, OK, I'm, I'm not sure that my dad knows everything. Yeah. By the age of 20, 21, 22, they're completely sure my dad doesn't know anything. <laughs> but is it interesting how, as we, like I said, we go on, then we start like, well, maybe my dad knows a, a couple of things. And then we're like, no, well, maybe he knows more than that. I, I need to start paying attention to that. Do you see the, 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 the process that is taking place? And a lot of the times, that process needs to happen in our lives. And the reason I, I want to get to that process is because, like I said in the beginning, I, I want to acknowledge that not everyone has has this wonderful experience to have a loving mother, a caring mother that has taken the time to do all this. But um, Psalm 27, verse 10 says, Even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. The Lord will hold me close as I said at the beginning, I'm here to tell you that even if you haven't had these kind of experiences, there is a loving God willing and ready to receive you and have you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your Grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now I know that the same faith continues strong in you. Like I said, do, do do you remember the picture of my grandmother and of my mother? And that they make sure that I will follow the path. So even if you didn't have a mother, but you are a mother and you can make a change. From that reflection, you can turn around and become that influence on your children, on your grandchildren, and do exactly what Paul is telling Timothy to do. And finally, the greatest uh, account of a mother that we've seen in the Bible is Mary being told that she's going to be the mother of our Lord Jesus. Have you ever wondered how interesting it is that we don't hear anything about Mary's mom? And yet, what happened when Mary received this news? She runs to Elizabeth, who the Bible says she's her king's woman, her relative, It's not her mom. And when she gets there, what does Elizabeth do? It says that the, the, the word says that the Spirit came on her, on her and she blessed her. and she told her all these things that make Mary sure of what her task was going on moving forward. So I want to encourage you. You don't need to be a mother to be a loving, caring, and assuring person for those who are over there in need of that. Amen? Amen. So remember, be grateful, be loving, and be caring and that's going to make your mom very, very happy. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we give you thanks this morning for the opportunity, Lord, to have a mother, Lord. Yeah. Lord, and, and, and as a mother, sometimes, as my mother, I think that even in, the, in, in, in her difficulties and, and her lack of experience and, and, and not having enough resources to care for us, she... She did the best she could uh, to care for us and to love us. Lord, I pray that you um, will allow us to have a heart that is grateful, that is uh, uh, humble to love and care for those uh, who are in need of that. Allow us to always be grateful for those who have shown us grace and mercy, Lord. Be with those who today are grieving the loss of their beloved mothers. Fill them with your peace. That peace that can only come from you, Lord. Fill them with your presence and let them know that they are still loved by you. I pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information about First Church and our ministries, Visit us online at welovefirst.church.